Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 70. Are you sure you don't want to call it Look at Jack's Hair? It's a lot right now. I wish people could see it, what I'm seeing right now. Like, is it that? I remember we've had this before, before I've cut my hair, but like. It's just, so the problem, not the problem, but the thing is with your hair is you've inherited my hair, which is thick and you have a lot of it, which is great. But when you don't cut it, like you could almost put it in a ponytail. Then you just finished telling me that you were going to get a mullet and that was your goal as a mullet. And I was like, what? But then when you show me the picture, it doesn't like when I think mullet, I think Billy Ray Cyrus or like that to me is a mullet when it's like short on the top and long in the back. And your the picture you showed me, it looked more evenly from beginning to end, you know, and it wasn't long. Like, I don't care. Like grow your hair long. I don't, I don't care about that. I care about a mullet, but I don't care about like long hair, but it's, I think you would look good. But. Yeah, no, it won't be Billy Ray Cyrus, but it'll, it'll be like a modern mullet. I like it. I like it. Just, you know, you're out there just trying new things. You're really staring at my hair. Well, now you've put in a ponytail. Yes. So now it looks like I'm a, trying to learn. I'm trying a to learn. Crazy mess with this little ponytail. <laughs> it looks funny. Yeah, I like it, it though. Because it doesn't. It's not like it contains anything. Yeah. It just. Oh, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn how to. But also, all the hair is on top of my head, so it's hard to like collect it all. Yeah. To no, put it in a ponytail. For sure. Mine's in a ponytail. Right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Case, how are you doing? <laughs> Otherwise, besides my hair, which. Uh. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Back to work. Back to work two days now. It's been kind of, I would say I'm pretty happy to be back, um, just for like routine. And it was really nice to see my student. I haven't seen her in probably a year. So that was really nice. Yeah, no, she wasn't back in September cause she mm. had had surgery. So she wasn't back. So it was really nice to see her, um, yesterday for the first time in a while. And it's nice to have a routine. Just going to be like, it's been really nice because the last two days, Meg's been cooking dinner for us. So it's been so nice because it's given me a chance to like work out and like whatever. So it's, that's a nice treat because I've been taking care of her for like three months. So it was a nice change yesterday for her to make dinner for me. And then she made it again tonight so I could go work out. So it was good. So I'm feeling pretty good for January. I have to say I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty good because usually it's like the January blahs. But I'm not. I feel good. How are you, Jack? I'm I'm also pretty good. Yeah, good. Week week two of school. Mm-hmm. It's funny that there's only like a month. I have a month left of school. And then what? Well, I I don't. It's it's not okay, for okay, sure okay, yet. Okay, okay, okay. We won't dad talk about Dad it. brought it up on the, on the Joe show yesterday that he just like said it. Oh. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't jinx you. I don't. I don't think it will i think he also meant it more as like when he said it i think he meant it as a permanent job and also the context he brought it up in would have it would have kind of alienated me not at the job but with the person we were talking about oh okay uh i the only reason i'm not saying it is because if i say the name it won't really mean anything to you it won't what did i ask you guys last night oh i asked you a sports question yeah i said why is it when we have these awesome like eugenie bouchard and like layla fernandez and like bianca and we have all these awesome well i i don't i mostly watch female tennis 
I, I'll watch Nadal, but I'm a, I like the females. And why is it like they win something or they come really close to winning a major? And like we've, you know, barely heard of, not barely heard of them, but like they come out of nowhere almost and then they win like a major tournament and then they cannot win. Like Fernandez like lost in the first round the other day. Like I was like, what? She just was so good last year. I think dad's answer is is was better to this because even I don't know I, I can't remember if we talked about it on air or off mm-hmm. was he was like in Jeskew we can kind of put that aside because hers was an injury it's She's a little had different a lot of injuries they yeah. they piled up but for Fernandez and I think Eugenie Bouchard is the case study because she went to the final at Wimbledon which was like a big deal especially for Canadian tennis she put Canadian tennis on the map mm-hmm. on the female side mm-hmm. and it's it's mental it that's all it really can be because funny enough not to dive too deep into sports but uh the girl fernandez lost to in the u.s open final emma raducanu Mm -hmm. she also lost in i think the second round oh interesting okay it's also because like they're still young and still learning the mental game it is funny because she just for me out of all the females we've seen come up she seemed the most um like when you heard her talk in interviews like she just seemed very confident and very like her dad is works really hard with her on her confidence and stuff so I guess I was just surprised I was like wow but I there also hasn't been like this was kind of the first one back right of the year yeah so they might have had a big break or I don't know who knows right anyways let's not talk sports or be sleepy time are you sure Sleepy time. You don't want to talk about the Australian Open? I know. I Open? don't know why you guys don't invite me on your podcast. I'm a wealth of knowledge. You did really enjoy the clip I showed you, though, of the reporter that oh. got mad at the player and that called him really pissy. Funny. Yeah. Why are you being pissy? Stop being so pissy with me. <laughs> that, was, that was the best. Yeah. Uh, today, we are actually going to do our podcast. Yes. We're not doing sports. No. No, we'll do our own. That would be a short podcast on my end. Uh, we're going to do Top 100 Movie Challenge. This is our third third or fourth last week of doing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Wally and the Untouchables. Mm-hmm. In Touchables. In Touchables, guys. Not Untouchables. I totally would have watched the wrong movie. That would have been... It's not a sports movie? That would have been hilarious. I thought it was a gangster movie. Like, isn't oh, it I think a- I'm, I'm thinking of Invincible, the Mark Wahlberg one. That's And I'm thinking of... <laughs> There's so many. And then I'm thinking of the Kevin Costner. I'm pretty sure it's called The Untouchables. I could be wrong. I'll, you you talk about something else. Okay. And up. and then we're going to do uh, this challenge that we saw, which is the Inside Out Challenge, where we're going to pick what... Okay, so you combined it. You did actors and some characters. I really... I'm going to tell you I struggled with this. I... I struggled. I don't know. I find the 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 um, emotions pretty negative. So I was like, like angry. I'm like, I'm not really an angry person, though. So I was really struggling. Anyways, we'll get to it. It's yeah. fine. Untouchables is a 1987 crime drama, and it is Kevin Costner. It's like a. Oh, no, it was it was made then, but it's meant to be in like prohibition pro. Wow. That was a hard word for me. Prohibition times. So it's like, yeah, Kevin Costner, Robert De Niro. Yeah, it was a really popular movie. Brian Dill, Dill Palma directed oh, it. I was, I was like Brian Cranston. No. Uh, so yeah, so we got our two movies inside <laughs> out challenge, and we'll pick new movies. But you did tell me you wanted to oh, mention yes. something before. Yes, thank you. Um, so I watched The Tender Bar on Prime Amazon. Do you call it Amazon or Prime? I call it Prime. Okay. 
I do too. So on Prime, and it is such a good movie. I loved this movie. It was, so it's based on a true story about this guy who wrote a memoir. And it's like he grew, where did he grow up? Oh, crap. That might be an important part. But anyways, he grew up in like a, like a working class town, you know? And like his parents or his uncle owned this bar. Everyone lived at this house, like aunts, uncles. Like it was just like packed. None of them. They were all like lower class, lower middle class people. <clears throat> and it's just a memoir of him like kind of growing up. And they go back from, I know you don't like flip flop, but there's not a lot. But there's like him when he's little, little. And they first have to move in with the grandparents. And then there's one when he's like a teenager or, or like university age or whatever. And it's just kind of the people around him of who, who sh- like what shapes him to be the person he is. I don't know. It's so good. Like I can't even, I won't even be able to do it justice. It's like just one of those movies that just you're kind of riveted only like not a lot. Ha- it's not like there's a lot happening, but just like the conversations they have like with especially Ben Affleck, I have to say is extraordinary in this movie. He's so good in it. And um, I think we get to finally see his like really like he's a good actor. He's got some good acting chops. So it was really good to see. And he got nominated for a Golden Globe, a SAG. And then we won't know about the Oscars till now, a couple weeks. Uh, is it is it comparable comparable to like boyhood? Um, Yes. In a way of like you're kind of seeing like what who who shapes you and what shapes you in your life kind of thing and then you know his like they're all you know work at a bar and they work at like factories and they're not and that this mom really just wants more for him and he's got this like crazy dad who's never like a very absentee father so he's got that issue to kind of deal with and he's just yeah he's just a really good kid you just really really like him his mom and then Ben like those three and then the grandparents are a bit crazy like, it's eccentric. Like, they're all, like, it's always loud and crazy, and I loved it. It was a really good movie. I was really into it. And I watched it on, like, a Monday. Like, it was, like, weird. I was, like, I'm just going to watch a movie. And it's weird because we talk about this all the time of just, like, to say I'm going to watch a movie sounds crazy, but you could watch three episodes of a TV series, which is going to be three hours, yeah. and that's okay. But to watch a movie on a Monday sounds, like, insane to me. Anyways, I watched it on a Monday. It made my whole week, I swear. Like, I really I really enjoyed it. Like, it was like, I need more movies like Coda and The Tender Bar. Like, now I'm starting to like movies again. Like, before I was like all TV, TV. And now I'm like, oh, whoops, sorry. And then now I'm like, okay, there's good movies out there. Like, yeah, give me some good movies. I'm done. Are you sure? <sighs> yeah. Nothing, nothing else you had to say? No, but I think everybody should watch it. It's uh, not. It's on Prime, so it's free. Well, like if you have Prime, but who doesn't have Prime? I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people do make those cuts of. <gasps> really? Well, because I'm sure for a lot of people, it's not easy to have Prime and Netflix and Disney Plus and Apple TV. Interesting. And crave. Crave and and a cable bill and a cable bill. Yeah, I know. Because in your head, you're like. Well, Amazon's like a like a yearly thing, right? It's like yeah. I don't know, eighty bucks or whatever for the year. Netflix is going up. Netflix is like my last one was twenty one ninety nine. I was like, why? It's just oh, I think it's going up from that. Wow, 
But then I'm like, Apple's like $6.99. Like you're always just justifying because you're like, it's only $6.99. But when you have all the other ones as well. I don't know what Disney is, but whenever, 12, Whenever yeah. one of those streaming services adds a sports package to it, you would that'd be it for cable that's to me that's the only it's the only thing it's worth for me yeah we still watch some cable shows so i don't know if dad would give it up i don't not not give it up but to me that's like the biggest reason to stay to cable because that because then you have it and you're like okay i'll watch these because otherwise everything else is still going on demand like i'm thinking of shows like the amazing race or survivor they're still going on like global tv or whatever yeah 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 streamer streamer is streamer nice okay carry on uh do you want to get into our movies or i do or do you want to talk about something else that you wanted to talk to me about um i would like to discuss with you jack i had a surprise which i did ruin yesterday i was really hoping i wasn't gonna have to pretend that it was still a surprise it was a surprise when you told me but you're like i wanted to surprise you on the podcast yeah, and I forgot. And then I, because, okay, so this is how it happened. We were talking about blind braille. We were talking about something like that. And which is how, my job. I don't know if that's how we were talking about it. But, anyways, we were well, talking about it. I, it was your first day back, and I was asking you how your day was. Yeah. So I was, so we were talking about it, and you were like, oh, it's like the kid on Daredevil, and he's reading braille or whatever. I don't know. Right. And I was like, oh my God, I want, and then I was like, oh, I want to surprise you. But I had, I've watched the first two. Maybe three episodes. I think I've done the third. But yeah, so I wanted to surprise you because that's what I like to do. And I like to surprise you. You don't like to surprise me. Oh, yeah. No. Ted Lasso. There's no way I just started watching that. Yeah, you did start watching that. Hmm. But I knew you were going to watch it because you asked me what the Apple password was. I didn't say I was watching Ted Lasso. (laughs) What else would you be watching on Apple? The morning show. The morning show. Anyways, I'm just waiting for the day when you surprise me and you say, I've started Yellowstone, It's so the, I will wait. It is the next show up, and it's a show that I'm watching with my girlfriend. Okay. And she works. Ugh. So, Do you find, like, work is re- work and school really get in the way? Yeah, especially when you have, like, five-hour classes, uh-huh. and it's, like, like today was 8.55 until, like, one thirty. Crazy. Yeah. I have so many books I want to read and so many shows. I had to make a list of all the shows I want to watch. I'm like, working thing really gets in the way. Yeah. All right. Good, That's it. Good surprise. How do you like the show so far? Yeah, I like it. Well, I like anything Marvel, usually. Um, <clears throat> but I like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm only three episodes in, so it's hard. And it is like a very Marvel-ish show. Yeah. Marvel. I'm almost Ask. I'm almost at the end of season one. So yeah. and then the way I'm doing it is I'm not watching just Daredevil all the way through because there's the four different shows that intertwine because you've already watched Jessica Jones. I did. I love Jessica Jones. I watched that years ago. So and like I watched a, Defenders. Which is where they all cross over. Which I love too. Yeah. So I'm going to watch I'm going to watch all the shows. OK. And just kind of like rotate. I loved Jessica Jones. Did I mention that? You like, have. I loved That's it. That's what's next. It's Daredevil season one, then Jessica Jones season yeah. one. Yeah. She's great. Kristen Ritter. Love her. She was so good. She's so great. She's such a hot mess. I love hot messes. Like, I just find them so entertaining to watch. Like, she's always, like, drunk and she's just, like, a hot mess. Love it. Anyways. All right. Let's get into our top 100 movie challenge. We'll start with the kids movie. Yeah. Not really because it's not that's why I, I did want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Wally 2008, directed by Andrew Stanton, uh, 
it is about Wally, who's the last robot on Earth, and he's tidying up the planet when he meets Eve, and they embark on an adventure across the galaxy. Yeah, that's good. So the perp. So okay, it's you know what it is, Wally. It's like such an existential like movie. It's hard to like. It's hard to like narrow in where to start, but Wally is on Earth and he's trying to clean it up because everyone left Earth. What did they say? Seven hundred years. Mm-hmm. So everyone has been gone from Earth from for from seven for seven hundred years, and they're up in the galaxy somewhere, right? And Wally is on Earth and he is collecting garbage and he's trying to clean everything up. So I think for the first, what is it like? 25 minutes 25 minutes there's there's no talking really like there's no it's just him cleaning you kind of like go through a day with what he'd be doing right so he's cleaning up then he finds like human artifacts that he likes and he would go back to his place and then you get to see kind of the things that he has kept from the human stuff right but it's it's because it's like visually you can just it you can just pick up on what's going on. Like you don't need words. You don't even need other characters. Like of course, when Eve comes in, we want Eve because they're loves. They love each other. But this city that he's in, is just filled with garbage. And so right away as a viewer, you're, you're like, we, we make and we use too much stuff in this world. And you know, it gives you that, like, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the movie kind of scary because it's like okay if we don't get our act together this could potentially happen right yeah especially for 700 years and you could see he's built like skyscrapers yeah and not just a couple of them garbage yeah yeah so he puts them in his like belly kind of thing of like he's a robot right so he puts all the garbage in and then it makes like this square cube thing right Mm -hmm. and then he builds with it so and it's just like a sea of just garbage then he meets eve and they discover a plant. And then because of this plant, because Eve is sent from the galaxy where everybody is to come and see if Earth can be like lived on again. And then they find this plant and then they're like something happens with like she has to be then quarantined or something. I can't remember. Anyways, they get the plant and then they go they come to take Eve and then he just sat while he goes with with her because he loves her. Mm hmm their buddies and then then we meet the humans in space yeah and the humans are quite a disappointment it's it's a bad scene seven seven hundred years later and no one is walking there's these hover chairs uh, just a screen in front of their faces yeah bone nobody talks no there's uh bone dense something about bone density yeah and they're all just they all can't walk yeah because nobody does walk my question was though like why is there still more people if everyone's in hover chairs? Like nobody's making kids. Okay. I won't, I won't talk about that. But I was just like, hey, it would just eventually, human race would be just done, right? Yeah. Um, but it's a sad, it, I find it to be a sad movie, but then it's like kind of hopeful. I don't know. Like Wally himself is heartwarming. Yeah. But the story around him is just like, yeah, existential. And it's, not too distant like it's not impossible that's i think the thing right it just really makes you kind of go like wow we really got to get our act together because when you see those humans i'm like that is basically us only we're still walking but we all have screens in front of our faces whether it's our phone or tv whether we're working at school or what you know at work like we all have screens all the time reliance on technology right 
and like and we and we over we consume we buy everything and we're we're just kind of a wasteful hopefully that's changing I know like now people are you know it's really trendy to do thrifting and stuff with clothes and right because that takes up a lot of that's they're saying is one of the biggest ones right is the clothes and the I don't know it's it was it's a hard movie because I really enjoy it but it doesn't it does make me sad yeah (laughs) it makes me yeah it feels like it could have just been like a silent film yeah it totally could except the captain I wrote it down because I didn't want to mess it up the captain has one of the best lines because he's starting to realize what's happening right he's like but there but there's like there's a plant so we could go back and then he starts seeing the video of uh Fred yeah Fred Willard Willard I was like Lillard no that was another part that was sad yeah I know seeing him I know what's up and um so he's the captain of this ship where everybody's sitting in their hover things is like starts realizing what's going on and that like they can go back and they can maybe fix the planet and stuff like that. And then he says, I don't want to survive. I want to live. And I was like, yes, like we should all be like, we should not be sur- surviving. We should be all thriving yeah. and living our best lives. Do you know who the voice is <clears throat> or did you? Oh, I didn't. Uh, who of uh, the captain yeah oh no i didn't it's uh jeff darlin oh fun and also uh the other i guess passengers because mm-hmm. it's basically like a cruise ship yeah in space which none of them go swimming or anything but there's it does look like a cruise ship yeah like there's couple, water and there's stuff. water they yeah. some people eventually discover it yeah but uh the voices of like the male character is John Ratzenberg, which... Oh, yes. Sorry, I did know that. Yeah, because I was like, wow, he is in... Pixar. Yeah. We should look up his net worth later, just for fun. Okay. Just because he's in so many of these movies. I wonder if he's just, like, making a living just being in these movies. It's great. Yeah, probably. And and when I saw him, I'm like... Or when I looked him up and I saw him, I'm like, I feel like I remember him from a show. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was in Eight, eight Simple Rules. Yeah. I don't know if I ever... I don't he think I ever finished that. Cheers. That's how I know him. Everybody knows your name. Um, so this was this concept was originally conceived in 1994. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was Stanton, and I think it was I'm pretty sure it was Pete Doctor, who's the director of like Monsters Inc. And they stopped working on it in the late 90s because Doctor was going to direct Monsters Inc. Oh wow. And it was originally going to be called Trash Planet. Mm. I don't think people would have liked that. I think that would have triggered people because it is, although it is about our trash planet. I think it was more like that there's trash on the planet. No, I know. I get that. But I'm just saying, like, I think people would have been triggered by that. It would have been like, oh, whatever. But Wally, because it's about his story and then you're making it a little more subtle because you're making it this cute little do 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 and it's a little love story with the robots and whatever. But, oh, look at the garbage. Like, it's you know, I think. People. It's in the it's in the background, and for kids, it's like ah, oh, cool a robot. But for adults, it's oh no, this is yeah, ah yeah. Uh, do you know what Wally stands for? No. It is waste allocation load lifter. Aw. Earth class. Earth. Wally. I was gonna try to make you guess, but I oh, felt gosh. like that would have been mean. It would have been mean. God knows what I would have come up with. Um, I'm trying to think of the theme, the themes of the movie that I just felt that I was watching. Obviously, environment, technology, mm-hmm. waste, and I felt like it was nostalgia because 
I, and especially they do a good job of like kind of taking a taking you away from Wally and Eve to be with the captain and he's seeing all the things and he it's cool because he's still using the computer he's like hey computer define this <laughs> right. and he keeps learning about new stuff and eventually you see like oh he sees dancing and there's pizza and there's he's seeing what good earth can be right right that was the same as Wally when he loves his little his dancing movies that he watches or the romantic movies or whatever and then that's when he realizes like oh it's like connection we're we're lacking connection right mm -hmm. that's the big one I took away too from it is just that lack of connection because they're all sitting beside each other but they're all staring at a screen it's like you have people all around you like, have a conversation man man there's also a tiktok sound oh yeah and it's when wally and eve are first like communicating with each other and they're trying to figure out how to say each other's names right and it's like wah, wally uh, and then she's like wally right and that's just that's like a tiktok dance yeah. dance oh wally yeah um also, the I guess you could call Otto like the steering wheel, mm -hmm. the villain kind he, of. Yeah, him or because he yeah. doesn't want to go back to Earth. But then he must have been programmed by yeah robot. Robot. I was getting I was getting not flashbacks, but I was thinking of uh, Space Odyssey, the oh. HAL three thousand, right? The robot that's trying to take over. Yep. It's it's a kids movie. There's it's a it's a kids movie. It's also which, kids like length. It's a short movie. Oh yeah, I love that. Why do they make movies so long now? Some movies are so long. Like unnecessarily long. Yeah. Unless it's Marvel. That's okay. That can be four hours. Okay, well maybe not four hours, but I'm sure I'm sure Endgame was it's I'm gonna say well over three hours. Yeah. I don't know, it doesn't feel like it though. So but other movies like wrap it up. So I like the I like the length of Wally. Like it was like it was, it was like digestible. Hour twenty maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> uh, anything else for uh, Wally? Nope, Mister Wally. I was gonna say so that sounded like we we're about to like wrap it up. I know, right? See you next time. See. You <laughs> uh, no, we do have to talk about 2011, The Untouchables. I didn't write down the director's names, but I did look it up. Because I always like giving credit to Olivier Nakache and Eric Toldano. They were the directors? Yeah. There's two, eh? Yeah. Interesting. Double double directed. Uh, so this is based based on a true story. It is. About a quadriplegic man. Mm-hmm. And very rich. Very rich. And another man, not so rich. No. But he is Omar Sai. He's Omar Sy. I love Omar Sy. And he's hired to be his live-in... Omar Sy is hired to be the live-in caretaker, and they de develop an unlikely friendship. Yeah, it's funny. So when I <clears throat> started watching this movie, because it's subtitled because it's French, because um, Omar Sy is, you know, he's pretty great. So my other show that I like, Loop Him. Um, so subtitled. Um, and it starts, and I'm like... This is exactly like that other movie with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Which and is what the movie, what's what that movie is based on this movie. Right. I had no idea going into it, though. Like, I was just like, okay, here's our movie we're supposed to watch. Wait, really? No, I know. We, we talked about it. I don't know if it was on. It might have been just after we finished recording, but you said the exact same thing that it's 
Oh yeah. It's like that other movie. It's like the other movie. But, but it's in, like but it's like exactly like it. Yeah. Like even the same lines. Well, I haven't seen the other one. Okay. Yeah, no, like he even says something I'm like, I swear Kevin Hart says that too. Anyways, I got over it quickly cuz I was just like it's just different people, so just take it in or whatever. So Omar Sy plays like he just got out of prison. He lives at his aunt's house. He's like he just shows up at this interview just to get his papers signed to because he wants government assistance so he just is like just can you just sign my paper and he's like waiting and waiting and he's really impatient and and what they're showing us is like each person goes in to the interview and they all say the same thing I want to help him with like a better life and I'm going to take such good care of him and it's all you know and then he comes in and he's impatient he's like he's hitting on the girl he's hitting on the girl he's like well come over here like he just says inappropriate things i don't think realizing like he's just he's a bit i don't know what the word is i don't want to say hot mess again eccentric yeah like he's just kind of like he doesn't care like he's just like whatever just sign this paper anyways he ends up getting hired and the guy's like i bet you two weeks you'll be done so then he's got like incentive to okay i can do this and then they form a friendship and it's a really beautiful mute movie and it is based on a true story which is it just makes it even more special like just seeing you know like I guess when it when I watch those kind of movies you always think like the Omar Sy is being rescued kind of thing but it is both of them because he brought out like Omar Sy's character brings out like the fun fun. like they're drinking and they're let's go for drives and I'm gonna go really fast and let's like you know oh you're you love this he was he was um the quadriplegic character was having a pen pal with this woman and he was like hey like let's like let's set up a date like he's just he pushes him outside of his comfort zone they go paragliding again which is how what caused him to be a quadriplegic and then he teaches him about art he teaches omar sai about art and he's just like i can't believe you spend this much money on art and then he starts making art to show him like anybody can do this like, well, because the, the best example is pretty early on in their relationship when they're at this place and it literally looks like a nosebleed on a canvas. Right. And he's like, you're going to pay 30 grand for uh, for just a nosebleed. Yeah. And then he ends up. So Amar Sar makes this like um, makes a painting. He, it takes him a while. It's not like the first one is like amazing. He does like work at it. And then um, he ends up getting the quadriplegic. I can't remember his name. I don't know why I keep calling him that, but. He gives his he makes his friend buy it. Like, remember, he's like, look at this painting. Like, it's like this new up and coming artist or whatever. And and then he ends up giving Omar like all the money. And it's such a it's it's a really heartwarming, good movie. And it okay, people might say it's predictable and whatever, but you're seeing the growth of two men like you're seeing them go through like a journey. Right. Like it's it's a. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, it is the e- like one of the things I wrote down right as it started. I'm like, this is going to be the easiest character development ever because Omar Sy's character is yeah, he's I don't want to say he's like a, a bad guy, but he's just not. He's not really. He has no purpose in life. Yeah, like he's just fumbling through life. He just got out of prison. He's he, like he's going through the motions. Yeah, like he lives at his aunt's house. He's still like he's still doing like drug. I don't know. He's just making bad choices. Yeah, right. And then he makes bad choices with his new friend, which is what he needs. Yes, he makes him smoke some weed. Yeah, they go to a <laughs> yeah. cafe. And yeah, he's like what like what is what does it do he's like well it makes you chatty and hungry yeah and they just they and do they, have this great friendship and then they just laugh and 
It's good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's thank goodness he found him in real life too. Cause then at the end of the movie, they show a picture of the real people and then it makes you really weepy. Yeah. Real footage is always the best. Right. Cause then it's like, Oh my God, it really is a true story. Look at there they are. It's Felipe, by the way. Phil, Felipe, I think is his, no? Philippe. Philip, Philippe. I would say Philippe. Philippe. Especially French. It's Philippe. I don't think I'm is going. quadriplegic. Yes. Yeah. Uh... And dress is. Oh the... yeah. Dress. Yeah. Philippe and dress. Yes. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch the upside. No? No. I think I'm good with that. You're good. I liked yeah. those characters, especially because I don't really want to see Brian Cranston, Kevin Hart do that. Yeah. I liked watching these two do it. It uh, is, I would say, because I've seen both, I I did prefer this one. I just think it had, it just had something a little extra. I don't know what it was. It's also, it's going to, I don't know how to make this not sound mean, but with Omar Sy, like he's a big guy, like he's big. And that's the reason, one of the reasons that Philippe hires him. He's like, you're my arms and my legs. And Kevin Hart is like littler. So it doesn't feel as like, well, why would you hire him to do that? Like physically. Physically. Yes. But it was the same. They have the same energy of the care of the characters or whatever. Right. Like it's like floundering through life, kind of making bad choices. It's the same. It's the exact same movie. So you don't really need to see both. And I'm, if you've need, if you've seen neither, I would say watch The Untouchables. I think that one is I better. W- I would agree. Having only seen one of them. <laughs> yeah. But also it's the like. I don't want to say pompous lifestyle, but like the listening to classical music and yeah. everything is very proper. And then at his birthday parties, at his birthday parties, like, let's just put on some fun music. Let's dance. It's a birthday party. Let's have fun. Yeah. And he plays Earth, Wind and Fire. Mm-hmm. It's good. Good music in this movie. Very too. good music. Yeah, it was a really good. That's another thing that makes it better. Yeah, no, it's it just brings out the fun. But then he also teaches Drifts how to be classier, too. Right. Kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, are you ready for the downside of this movie? No. Okay. It's a wine scene company. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That was, that was the first thing I saw, so I paused it. I'm like, uh, I got to write that down. I know. I know. It's it sucks, but it, do- it also just doesn't take away from this movie because... Oh, no. Not at all. It's just one of those things that we're going to be haunted with the rest of our lives of, like, them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of remakes of this, like, oh, in a yeah? lot of different languages. Mm it's a good story though i can see why people would do it is it is a good story to tell um also i feel like the one thing like they talk about like the physical like how much it sucks to be a quadriplegic but i feel like they not gloss over but like his wife had five miscarriages yeah and then they adopt and then they paraglide and have this accident where he loses his wife and their child yeah and he ends up like that like it's Really terrible situation. That, I would say the only thing I actually, the downside for me was his daughter that they adopted. I feel like that was just like a throw in, like, I feel like they didn't explore it enough or something. Like, I feel like, like, I don't remember the upside having that. It could have been, but it's been a while since I've seen it. But I feel like that was a bit unnecessary. I don't know. Like, I just felt like she's bratty. Yeah. She was a spoiled brat. But then... Yeah, I guess she's not really getting any attention, right? In her and takes modium. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. He's trying to kill. It. I, I that, <laughs> that scene was, was so well done that it yeah. was just like he's 
like she was trying to kill herself with emodium and he's like now you're gonna just, have diarrhea for a week like ooh. yeah and then he just like starts laughing at her and then she like offers to pay him to it was really to beat up the boyfriend but instead he just teaches him a lesson yeah yeah for sure yeah um oh, paraglide we already said uh the facial hair scene was so like at, at the end he's she's shaving him and he did and i'm not trying to expose every man out there but for those people who have shaved and you could people can deny this if they want but everybody has shaved different like uh little things in their face yeah like he gives them like well the, the first time trucker. he just does the first time he does like just half his face or half his beard he's like hey done and then the you know and then it's like the big the twirly mustache twirly mustache does a hitler mustache does a hitler mustache i love that especially they they just gave it time to be like okay very funny now stop and he's like do you mean nine and he's just like <laughs> yeah, keeps going yeah, with it he's yeah. like okay you had your fun like shave it off and he's like do you think it's hard to like salute like this right. and like he keeps going with yeah. the joke until he gets him to laugh and then then w- we move on because it, it is it is those two characters where he's getting him out of his comfort zone and making him laugh yeah for sure and he had left right so he was kind of depressed and and he that's grew, why he grew the beard. Grew his, and then he had all those awful people working for him. And they were just boring. They were just doing their job, but they weren't good. Like, he they, he needs somebody who's, like, spunky and fun. And that's what he got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent movie. Yeah. I would say so, too. It's a really good one. Okay. This is the Inside Out Challenge. So, I, I only have the original five. So, okay. joy, sadness, disgust, anger, fear. Okay. You added some extra ones. I so. added kind and motivated because I found these really negative. They're, they're not, the only one that's good is joy. Otherwise, they're negative. I don't, know, I don't know. They're just emotions. I know, but I just feel like it needed to be balanced more. I didn't like that it just seemed more on one side. Like we had one joy and the rest seemed more negative. And I just feel like it should be more balanced. So I added kind and motivated. And we also... We said before we were doing two categories of it, right? Well, we did. And if I know, I've, I feel like I'm going to totally mess up this whole segment. And I apologize because I really struggled with this. Like, I really had a hard time because I was like, but I don't know the people. Like, I don't know celebrities that well to say, like. I just did it from, like, from how you see them. Like, it's not like you have to have a personal relationship to know how someone acts, even if it is just in the public. But it's about you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, okay, let's just start because then I can see where you're going with it and I can hopefully hop on board. Okay. Okay. Which one are you doing first? Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you want to do first? Disgust. Okay. So, the who I think I am in terms of disgust yeah. is Jonah Hill. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Because I don't think he's, like, very judgmental, but I feel like when he is, it's very apparent. Which especially in Don't Look Up. See, that's what I mean. I was like, are we picking a character or like, you know, like him? That's what I kept struggling with. I was like, him in Don't Look Up, I could totally see that. Like, he's sarcastic and he's so irritated. Like, he's everything irritates him and, right? Mm-hmm. Disgust. Okay. Jonah Hill. Um, who I want to be okay. is Dan Levy. And this, when we thought oh, about this okay. whole segment, yeah. this was, it was the first thing I'm like, Dan Levy, disgust. It's the perfect combination. With... Okay. 
I guess as Dave, as Dave. That's what I'm saying. Do you see where I'm going now with it? It's if you want to be a character. That's why I was like, we can't say like the people. Well, then I started doing a bit of both. So I'm just, I just so everyone knows. I did a bit of both because I couldn't come up with people. I still don't have one for one of the characters. Okay. Because I had a really hard time. Okay. Disgust. I did Aubrey Plaza. I I didn't do the other one. I just did Aubrey Plaza. Because I just feel like she's always... Like, you know, like she's just irritated with people. <laughs> she's like annoyed. And I like that. But I wouldn't say I'm like like that. But I would say maybe in my head I'm like that. But I'm not outwardly like that. You know? I mean, that is the point of inside out. It yeah. is the inside. And then sometimes it comes out. and Yeah. Like when I see her on interviews or on her Instagram, I'm like, I feel like she might be my spirit animal sometimes because she really is. She just has a way about her. So, disgust. Okay. Okay. I'm, le- I'm letting you lead this. Okay. You take us on this journey. Uh, joy. Uh, see, I had the what I am and who I want to be, but I kind of think I'm both of them. Okay. Okay. So, it's it's kind of one is like the, I don't want to say boyhood wonder, but I, I just think of Tom Holland. But I think of, I don't think of Tom Holland character wise. Maybe a little Spider-Man, but like mostly just him. And okay. I just feel like. He's this bundle of joy. Yeah, he is a bundle of joy. And the other one is Seth Rogen, who I think nice. I've kind of grown up to be. Yeah, I like them. Um, I have, I actually have two for this one. I did it properly. So I put for joy Jennifer Garner because I feel like she, everything is joyful for her. And I feel like she's very grateful for everything. And I feel like she exudes joy. But if I were to pick somebody, I would pick Kate Hudson. Because I feel like she's always like laughing and it's just, she's just, she makes the most of every situation it seems. And she's, yeah. I think there's a missed opportunity there. <gasps> what? Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I know. Drew Barrymore, the only person <laughs> the only having person fun. having fun in this pandemic. I think it's also hard and I think we need to acknowledge who they casted for the actual movie of Inside Out. It's kind of hard when you're comparing it. You're like. Yeah, no, Amy Poehler is a really good joy, and yeah. Phil and Phyllis Smith is good sadness, and Bill Hader is a good fear, and Louis Black is good anger, and Mindy Kaling is a great disgust. Like, they're all so good in those roles. Right. Yeah, it's so true. I know. It is funny, though, when you start, like, this is the first time we've ever done something like this where we're attaching, like, celebrities to who we think we are. So it's like a really, I'd have a really hard time with it, as much as I love like all Hollywood and stuff like that. I've really struggled with it. Sadness. Um, I almost read my anger by accident. Um, again, this isn't like, it's not one more than the other, but Robin Williams was definitely one of the ones I mm-hmm. thought of. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Jim Carrey, which to me, it was just kind of like a theme of like someone that may seem happy all the time. Right. That is like behind closed doors. Could be sad. I'm not saying this is not like a cry for help or anything. <laughs> right, right. But I was going to say, everyone's going to be all like, ah. I, I am okay. Yes. But also sometimes it's okay to not be okay. Exactly. Which it I is. think both of them exemplify for different reasons. Right. And That's good. Jim Carrey has been very open about mm-hmm. his struggles. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. For sure. Those are good. I like those for you. Um, okay, so this is one that I picked like a character. Okay. Okay. So I did Kate Winslet in The Holiday. And her name is Iris in The Holiday. And she is, she's sad about a boy. That's not why I picked her. But the way she, okay, so she's sad, but she's like, I'm, how am I going to fix it? 
And I feel like that's kind of how I try to approach life. It's just like, okay, I'm, I'm sad, but I'm not going to sit and wallow. I'm going to see what I can do. And then that's why she switches houses with Cameron Diaz. It's like, cause she's sad. Right. So I, I feel like that's, I don't know why that's the first person I thought of, which is, yeah, I don't know. Who else is sad, right? No. I don't know. Okay. Anger. This is, this to me is, this is the, per- this is the, the reason why we do this segment is for answers like this. Okay. I can't wait. Cause I don't, you're not an angry person. This is, this is why okay. the anger I put was Joe Pesci. Oh, Okay. He's more aggressive than I am, but I yeah. just think of like he gets mad, but like everyone just kind of laughs at him. Right. And it's literally the whole like motivation of a scene in Goodfellas where it's like, I'm funny, funny how? Like yeah. it's just, right. He's more aggressive than me, but I think of like if I get mad, I feel like obviously if I'm like seriously mad, people would know, but I feel like it'd be hard for people to take me seriously if I was mad. Yeah. It's the same as dad. If he's mad, I'm like, I almost think it's funny because he doesn't get mad often. So I'm almost like it's so like outside that I don't even know how to do it. I'm just like, you're hilarious. Like, we're really mad about this. <laughs> like, you're really angry about this. Not even at me, but just at something. Like, I always am like, wow, you're like really mad. Yeah. Because anger is hard. I don't feel like we're angry people. No, so we're not. That's what I mean. Like, I struggle because it's like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm that angry. But if I was to pick a person... Right. That if I if I wish I could let out anger in this way, right, it would be Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, because he's he's angry. Yeah, even if he just plays characters yeah. that are angry, he's just always he's yelling and he's yelling and he's yeah. I know that is that's a good one. Samuel L. Jackson. He's in like every movie too. Um, okay, I picked for anger. This is another character, and it's Jennifer Lawrence's character in Silver Linings Playbook. If I were to pick anger, because I feel like she has more outbursts. Yes. In the movie, and I feel like that's definitely more me. Like I'm definitely pretty chill, but I have moments where I'm just like, blah, you know? Yeah. Where I just like freak out. I'm angry. Freak out. Ah, freak out. Um, that's the only one I have for it. Just anger, because I really. That was even hard for me. I was like, I had to look like Google, like angry characters in movies because I couldn't think of anyone who's angry, right? Yeah, but I think that's a good one for me. That was probably my favorite pick, actually. I like how we both said we don't like anger, but it's both of our favorites. (laughs) That is funny, actually. Yeah, That's a good catch. Uh, Fear. Uh, Again, this is one of the ones where I had two because I just couldn't really pick between the two. Okay. Uh, Pete Davidson, because it, it, it to me falls into that same category of like the Robin Williams and Jim yeah, Carrey people yeah. that are funny all the time. But I mean, he's not really that quiet about his insecurities. Right. And the other one is Michael Sarah, just because oh, okay. I feel like when you get really scared and you get quiet, I just think of Michael Sarah because even when he talks, like when he yells, it's quiet. Right, right. This is the one I didn't have anything for. I literally could not think of anybody like I just couldn't and then the only person that popped in my head and I don't know why is did you ever see the movie Cape Fear with Robin De Niro Robert De Niro Juliet Lewis it's like on a boat I don't know it's really scary I would never watch it again it was really scary and that's the only one I could think of was Juliet Lewis because she's really scared in the movie but I couldn't I couldn't come up with one I really no okay so I added kind 
And I put Kristen Bell. That's who I want to aspire to, though, because she's so kind. She just like gives to so many charities and she's just out there trying to make the world a better place. And I aspire to that. And then motivated, I put Brie Larson when she was going, when she got the Marvel movie and she started working out really hard. And that's where I feel like I'm at right now. I feel like I'm getting my Marvel movie and I'm going to work out. That's it. I like that. Kind? You don't have one? Um, It's hard on the spot. I I wouldn't be able to do that. uh, Kindness. Maybe like Paul Rudd. Mm, that's a good one like owen wilson yeah those are the names that pop in my head and motivated probably like simu liu just because like he was on like a canadian tv show yeah. and then once again got a marvel movie like and tweeted like yeah. 10 years ago i'm gonna get a marvel movie one day oh there God, he is. i love shit like that manifest <clears throat> it is pretty cool when you put that out in the world but then you do the work to like you know you can just put it out and then just like sit there and wait for Marvel to call you. Like yeah. you, you put in the work and then look at what happened. Right. This is pretty cool. It was fun segment. I just really struggled with it, but I liked it. I feel like we could circle back to it in like, you know, like a year or so. Maybe, maybe I'll have it better. See if things have changed. Yeah. That'd be good. Actually. I was thinking of people that like didn't really fit the categories. Cause I thought of Bill Hader. I think of Bill Hader in my head a lot. I do for anxiety. <laughs> After I heard, especially after I heard him on Dax, I was like, wow, he is a really anxious person. Yeah. The amount of like the story when he, I, I don't know if he said it on the podcast because he's told that story before when he had a panic attack like on, yeah. like during SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was while they were doing like a Julian Assange, like where it's like him on screen and he just has like a glass of water in front of his mouth. And if you watch it, you're probably like, oh, what, like whatever. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of Jason Sudeikis would be a good one for Joy. Because, like, <gasps> Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. It's Joy. He Wait. Is... Uh, Ted Lasso could basically just be all of these. He could. Well, not Ted Lasso specifically, but, like, Brett Goldstein. Yeah. He'd be Anger. He'd be Anger. Um, Keely. Just... Keely would be Kind or Joy. Yeah. Uh, but so would Ted Lasso. Yeah. Rebecca would be Disgust. Yes. Yes. Nate would be a snake. Whatever snake is under. <laughs> Could also be fear. He could be like anger or fear. Yeah. Baby. Big big baby is what he is. I know. Uh, Who would be sad? I guess Ted Lasso's sad. Yeah. It could be. What about Jamie Tart? He's sad. He's sad. I know. I know. It's good. I was going to say something before. Oh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Did we talk about this already? Uh, No. No. Because it's like January the 20th. I know, but today I actually made, I wrote them down today because I was like, I need to write them down. I need to be, and you know what my biggest one was today? I had this like. Aren't you like not supposed to tell people? No, you can tell people your resolutions because then it kind of holds you accountable too, right? So today I listened to Doc's podcast. I was like five behind. And so I was trying to get caught up and Jeremy Renner was on. And so, and I love him like Marvel. I love, you know, zero dark. Star. I like, and you know, I like Jeremy Renner, but I went into the podcast with this preconceived notion of what he was going to be like, because for me, I always think of him as a bit of an anger ball, you know, like a bit macho-y kind of whatever could not have been further from the truth he was so sweet he has done some crazy jobs in his life that 
fascinating to listen to. Like I was like, I need to stop doing that. I need to stop like having a preconceived notion of what people are based on interviews or, you know, like you see them for 10 minutes on a, on a TV show or an interview. That's not who they are. Right. Yeah. That's why podcasts are such a good outlet. The best. You really get to know people like on those, like, you know, cause Dax talks to them for like an hour, hour and a half. Like you get to know people a little bit better than a 10 minute segment where you have to have a funny little tidbit story and then you promote and then there's a, a commercial break and then you promote your movie or whatever you're promoting. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was one of mine today that I had this like revelation. I don't really think I have any because we did the we did the tradition of like writing stuff and putting it in the fire. So you I guess were really I, on it this year. Yeah, I guess you I knew just, exactly what you wanted. I guess I just have more goals than resolutions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So number one, <laughs> let's get right into it. Let me talk about the twenty things that I wrote down. I don't know if it was twenty. It was definitely double digits of stuff. That yeah, I want. you were like, I can't wait to do this. You were ready to go. Yeah, because usually I, I used to like make fun of it and just kind of joke around. Mm-hmm. This year I took it seriously. I know. And let's see how your year is. Hopefully it works out. Because then you won't do it again. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's pick our, like we have like four little things or five little things in here. Four four pieces of paper, five movies. 96. Is The Truman Show. Yeah. So get a little Jim Carrey. I like it. It's a good movie. It's not, not much to choose from, but... Number 53, Alien. Oh, gosh. Blech. Truman Show and Alien. True. Does it have an E in it? I don't think it does. Eh? You. No, I know, but is it true like... True t- true man. Not like true like no E. No, that's what I thought. Okay. True true man. Show like and... Harry Truman. And Alien? Yeah. That's not my favorite. That's a good outlook. That's a good way to go into the podcast. Oh, oh I wasn't going to do that. No preconceived. Well, oh, you just it. you just preconceived it. I didn't. That's different. I've seen the movie. It's not my type of movie. So it's not preconceived because I've seen it. So then we got two more weeks. We have uh, Gladiator, Life is Beautiful, and The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Our three movies left. Wow. Then we're done. Yeah. I got to start working on my list for you yeah, for you the do. challenge. Well, I I got a long list. You do? I'm sure there's some movies that you have seen. Like I went That's back. Okay, though. I went back through it and I saw the Truman Show was on there. I'm like, oh, well, we're just going to watch that anyways. It's okay if I've seen it because then it's still maybe like sometimes you want to pick a movie that's going to spark a conversation too, right? Not yeah. necessarily that you haven't seen the movie, but just if we want to talk about it. Yeah. Or one like if you hadn't seen it for a while. Yes. For sure. I'm down for that. Well, Case, you got anything else? I got nothing else. Well, then besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.